This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras and Jim Toth on 680 CJOB. Yeah, I think we uh, we got the great start we wanted. We know last time we were in this building, they came up flying and shots were like 10 nothing or something before we finally woke up. And uh, I think tonight we, we came out strong. We know they just uh, they play well. They're a fast team. They got lots of skill. Um, we knew it wasn't going to be an easy game. Obviously, they're desperate with uh, the way the last nine games have gone for them. So I'm um, happy to get out of here with, with a big win and finally won a special teams battle. Brendan Dillon, Winnipeg Jets defenseman, following the game and the 2-1 win for the Winnipeg Jets over the San Jose Sharks last night. No time to rest on it. Anaheim Ducks, the opponents tonight in a back-to-back down in Southern California, the Winnipeg Jets and the Anaheim Ducks. Pre-game gets going at 6.30, puck drop at 9 right here on 680 CJOB. Cam Poitras, Jim Toth on free-for-all. Friday. <laughs> free-for-all. I was going to say free-for-all on Friday at the same time, and it oh. came out Friday. Like it's just, maybe we should just call it. Just Maybe we should just shorten it and just go Friday. I didn't know I was left for the Friday. I thought you were going to go free-for-all Friday, and I was going to go free-for-all Friday. Okay, well, we should have rehearsed that. But you said bit. free-for-all, and I'll go Friday. Yeah, okay. it just sorry. Well, well, you know what? The problem here is my I'm mistake. Not, I'm not blaming you. We didn't go through it b- before. We should have rehearsed it a little bit instead of just doing it on the fly like that. That would so. be the first thing we've ever rehearsed. In the show. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not surprised it didn't work out. But yeah, it's free for all Friday. Your Jets hottest takes. And it's interesting to be doing it today, Cam. Yes. Because Ed Garcia from Power 97 came down the hall and said to me, do I have this right if the Jets win tonight? they'll take over first overall in the National Hockey League? And I said, yes, they will surpass the New York Rangers and the Colorado Avalanche because right now they sit third overall in the league. Neither of those teams play tonight. So if they get a full two points from the Anaheim Ducks tonight, they will move into first place in the National Hockey League as of January 5th. Now, Colorado and New York will play this weekend, but it's interesting to have a free-for-all Friday because we're taking all your Jets hot takes. Mm -hmm. This is the day every week where if you suggest something on a Monday or a Tuesday or a Thursday or a Wednesday yep. or even Saturday, Sunday, we go, uh, um, no, that's that doesn't make sense to me. But today, uh, maybe I'll think about it. Maybe. I'll think about that. Get your Jets hot takes in 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. The power play coming up with a big goal uh, last night, Jim. Uh, one for one uh, on the man advantage. The PK uh, going two for two technically. Now, uh, the Sharks did score three seconds, four seconds, five seconds after a uh, penalty to Josh Morrissey here. Uh, but just looking at those two numbers, that's got to be a good thing for the Winnipeg Jets right now as they try to build this power play out of the position that it's put itself in. Yeah, so to me, like a lot of people um, – we're talking about, uh, and I listen to 680 CJB post game show too, which again, I always say I'm just going to listen for the coach and then I end up listening to the whole thing and that's one thirty in the morning. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. I'm really tired. I just, I see, I see, <laughs> first thing I do when I get in in the morning, I, I, I put it on. So, yeah. yeah. But it was really good again last night. And a lot of people saying, like, you only beat the Sharks 2 1. Like, are you concerned with that? Are you, and, and Mitchell Clinton said, um, you know, I was told, and many people have been told, you never judge a win. Like, a win's a win and stuff. Yeah. But I, I, I buy into that, and I don't. Look, I don't have a problem with them only beating the Sharks 2-1 because Blackwood, again, was very good. But also, they were all over that team in the first period. Like, it could have very easily been 5 nothing at yep. the end of one. 
But to me, what's what's interesting about the Sharks 2-1 and losing to them 2-1 is the games were very similar. I thought the Jets heavily outplayed the Sharks in the first frame. They were all over them. Um, they ran into a hot goalie. But the difference was the power play. Yeah. The difference literally was, is last game they lost 2-1 to the Sharks. They went 0-5. Last night they get a power play goal. Turns out to be the game winner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big part of it. Uh, 10 straight points, uh, 10 straight games with points now. The Jets 8-0-2 over that stretch. Uh, now again, franchise a, record. A franchise. We're opening up that can of worms again, uh, topping the 2005-2006 Atlanta Thrashers, um, uh, and uh, the, the and topping their previous high of nine points. So the Winnipeg Jets doing really, really well, historically well uh, for this franchise right now. A uh, big part of that, Jim, as well. The fourth line, uh, Barron scores again, a big goal right after San Jose gets on the board in the second period. Um, He's got three goals and two assists over the last five games. Dominic Toninato's got a goal and three assists. Uh, Axel Axel Janssen-Fialbi also on that fourth line. One for one, one goal, one assist over those last five games. The fourth line really showing up, 11 points, um, which has been a big part of why the Winnipeg Jets have been able to, coming out of the Christmas break, they're 4-0-1. So that's why I mentioned that two days ago. I'm like, when have you seen the bottom six for the Jets – in the 12 years, I haven't. Yeah. I know people loved the GST line, but they couldn't produce like this. Um, and and so I just, I've never seen a time where, and when I say dominate, I mean, like the other night against Tampa Bay, uh, that Axel Janssen-Fialbi line had them hemmed in their own end mm-hmm. for an extended period of time in the third period when they were trying to make something happen. So it's just, it's a well-balanced team. Um, I know that Rick Bonus obviously went back to the Shifley on the top line for, for Nemestikov that he switched yeah. prior to the game early in, into the second period because they just weren't generating any yeah, offense. You, you knew they were that, all over them, you but knew they that didn't was have to look for. You knew that was going to come back. Yeah, that's just, I mean, um, but to me also, Cam, it speaks to, like a lot of people are kind of been chatting with me with about last year in mm-hmm. January, February, what happened, but also to the point of, you know, I'm glad the national media is not talking about the Jets because I don't want them to get full... Uh, this team's not going to get full of itself. No. And the reason they're not going to get full of itself is because after four games of not producing, there's a change made. Now, Rick Bonus went back to it. We always knew he was going to go back to it. But Bonus is on this team, right? Like, this is – it's not just his system, and uh, he's been around and seen enough. And that's why he said I was – he was disgusted at the end of last year. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's hold he holds his team accountable. Yeah. Now, Jim, I want to play this clip because this was after the game yesterday. And this is exactly what you're talking about. Driving home the message and won't accept a letdown. You get in these games. Listen, we're going to get everyone's a game from here on out. We are. San Jose played really well tonight. They played hard. They didn't give us much. They're fast. Uh, They were hard to play against tonight. So but that's that's what it's going to be like the rest of the year. We're going to get everyone's a game. You got to find a way to get greasy goals and that first goal was an example of it. Yeah, the wheels fell off around January 16th last year. That's not going to happen. That's what really upset him, I think, after the the Vegas thing. And mm-hmm. people often think that, well, it was the decline. Uh, people I've talked to say, well, it was because they didn't show up in that game five against Vegas. To me, it was none of that. To me, it was how many times did he preach during the regular season that you've earned where you're at, but you've got to earn it more to keep it. Mm-hmm. Like teams are going to start coming for you now. If the Jets, well, they already are, are seeing it. Like, that's why San Jose played them so tough last night. Yeah. But if the Jets, who are third overall in the National Hockey League right now, take over first, 
this isn't they could drop down cam to fifth, seventh, tenth. Teams are still going to keep coming for them. Like this is what bonus a veteran coach like him who's been around for decades. He knows and he understands. Now the real it's like getting drafted and they say that yeah. now the real work starts. That's right. Even for Connor Bedard. The real work starts now, Connor. Mm-hmm. Like you're getting points every game, but you need to learn a ton of stuff and you got to get bigger, stronger, faster, thicker and and stuff. And I'm not harping on Bedard. <laughs> no. But that's a player. For the season in my mind, Rick knows more than everything. Now the hard start, the part yeah. starts. Teams games always get tougher after January. Teams always start fighting for playoffs. Teams play you more. And other teams who aren't as good as you have gotten better than the last time you've seen them. It's a measuring... The Jets have now become a measuring stick game. Teams are going to... This is a tough team. They play... They're great five on five. We need to... And so it's not going to get easier. It's going to get tougher. And he's on them about that. And that's why I didn't mind the whole... You haven't produced for four games. And, And there's coaches that'll go, look, these are my studs. These are my stars. It might go six, seven games, and then we'll look at mm-hmm. it. But I believe in them. He believes in them. But we're on a path here, and this is the way I'm running it. And so after four games and not producing, I'm making a switch. In a game that we're not producing, I'm making a switch back. And I think that's okay, right? Yeah. Well, you look at last month, uh, I think there was four games you consider would be sort of measuring stick games for the Winnipeg Jets. There was the two against Colorado, uh, the game against LA in the back-to-back, and then Boston and the final game before the Christmas break. Um, it's sort of switched. Teams are now looking at the Winnipeg Jets as that measuring stick game. And listen, they have an opportunity after tonight to go into first place in the entire National Hockey League. That's all you need to know in, the, in that situation. So we got just a couple minutes here, Jim. Let's get to some of the text messages here. Uh, we should probably address this, but let's get it out of the way. Have you guys heard what Ryan Hartman said about Perfetti? That texture wants to... Yes, I've seen it. Do you want to get into this? Um, Ryan Hartman denies what Perfetti said. The Jets and the, the Wild say they have corroborating evidence. The, the Jets really haven't commented on it. They have clips they have a video uh they have video and they have the audio perfetti said what he had to say of course hartman you have to anticipate was going to say you know i don't i don't care i'm not going to apologize for doing it there's a real easy way to clear this up play the audio yeah it's not going to happen the minnesota wild apparently aren't releasing the audio they're the ones who because the jets have to get approval of this yes when you mic up your own player to put on their social media and stuff yeah and the wild said no if what hartman's saying is true release the audio Circle February 20th. And if you don't. Canada Life Center. Sorry, Jets for a guy who's, wild. who's been sus- fined seven times and suspended three times, I'll, and this isn't a homer take. I'll, I'll take, what's lost in this conversation is I was surprised Perfetti spoke. And yeah. I don't think he would have spoke without some direction from a team. And I don't think anyone at the Jets would have said, go ahead and speak about this. I think they would have said, hey, if you want to, we're okay with this. You yeah. don't have to, because the Jets know the codes and all this too. Yeah. But I don't think they encouraged him to. I don't think they told him to say this. I just think they said, you know, there's lots of times they go, look, if you want to address this, you can, but it's not a good idea. And, and you're going to, this is going to become a big story. They advise their players on that stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I think, I don't think the Jets would say, I think they would have said, hey, Cole, you might not want to address this we're handling it behind closed doors and we'll see what happens on the 20th for him to speak like this. I think speaks that he's telling the truth. And if he's not release the tape, 
Free for All Friday is going to continue 204 780 We're going to get into this in the next half. We'll get into your text messages as well uh, of the show here. Who's Canada's next great goalie? NHL insider John Shannon, uh, who does the Friday Jets reports. You're going to hear that next at 255 and 445 here on 680 CGOB. You can also find it on CGOB.com. Talking about who's Canada's next great goaltender. As we start to approach the Olympic talk, there's been some, the IIHF president came out, said he's smiling about NHL participation in the upcoming Olympics in Italy. So, Lots to get to here. Uh, we're going to chat about that too as well. Bettman did mention that at the outdoor game in Seattle. Yeah. Um, when he was on the TNT panel, he said, we do have some news coming out shortly about best on best competition. That's good. And that's all he that's Everyone's going to be happy about that. Let's take a break. Let's come back to 04780-6868. Free for all Friday. Your text messages and hey. Pick up the phone. Give us a call. 204-780. Pick up the phone. 204-780-6868. Be right we back. like to talk. With you. Chats at noon on 680 CJOB. Couple text messages here. Jim only got 30 seconds, but do the Jets do anything at the deadline? If so, who? Someone that comes in and doesn't disrupt this mojo. Lowry won't allow that, however. And this texter says something very similar. My hot take this team doesn't need to do anything this year. We got a cupboard full already. I do think they do something at the deadline, but I agree with Paul Edmonds' report on Wednesday. It's going to be sooner rather than later. I don't think they're going to wait for the deadline. I think Kyle Connor's going to come back in February, and I think whatever they want, I think they're going to look at immediately, like in the next couple of weeks. I think you look at a veteran center and uh, perhaps some defensive depth. Number two centers. What I'm, I think a Sean Monaghan in Montreal, who's a pending UFA, I think that's a great fit here. I, I think you're looking for something like that, a guy who's think, been around the block, can fit in at center and uh, some depth on defense. I think, but I think he could send a D-man and a pick and get a Sean Monaghan. Elias Lindholm is going to cost you too much. We'll be right back. Jets at noon on 680-CJOB. It's Friday night. It's a late game day. Let's get you back to Jets at noon. You don't got to worry about work in the morning. It's perfect. You certainly don't. Uh, Skylar Peters... We're just talking about Canada's Sports next. Sports never sleeps, Hollywood. Talking about they Canada's. They just keep playing. Talking about Canada's next great goalie. If you missed that um, commentary by John Shannon here on 680 CGOB, you can hear it I again hear at 255, 455. You missed it this morning. Also find it on CGOB.com. Uh, is Canada in trouble in a best on best nation versus nation tournament in goal? I say, Yeah. A little bit, but mm-hmm. maybe for like this one cycle. And I think we've just been very fortunate that we've gone from Broder to Flurry to Price, Luongo. Yeah. And now we've, we've had, kind of had this lull, but I don't think it's going to be like a long term issue. That's a great uh, to go, <laughs> just those two, to go from Broder for 20 like three years. Three top five guys to all time. Price for 15. We've done like, pretty good. Yeah. That's a pretty good 30 years. So the bar's it's been good, set. It's a good, it's astronomically a good, great point, Holly. It's a good point. It's a good point. I think, uh, and a lot of this has spawned from um, Canada's performance, the World Juniors. I think that's kind of playing into it. Um, not that Matisse Russo played bad, uh, the goalie no. for Canada at the tournament, but I think this time next year, on January 5th, 2025, you'll be looking at uh, Carson Bjarnason, who's from just down the road in Carberry, and uh, probably Scott Ratzlaff, who's the Seattle Thunderbirds goalie. They're, they're both Weeking. studs, um, and they'll be probably in the net for the junior team next year. And, and, well, and you Thomas know, Millich, again. like and, the Jets exactly. prospect, and... Uh, Dominic uh, Thomas Dom- Millich is like 11 and 2 in Norfolk yeah. right now. 
Um, he's, he's Canadian as well. So. And you never know, right? Like Connor Hellebuck is the American starting goalie, and I don't care what well, people say about Thack, Thatcher not, Demko and not Jake Ottinger. It's not a conversation. Those guys are good and will be on the team, but Connor Hellebuck would be the starting goaltender. Um, but he was a fifth round pick. So like these Thomas Milliches, DeVicentis, well, like the Carberry what? kid that you brought up, Tyson Rowicki was telling me that the plays for the Brandon Wheat Kings. Yeah. He's in five, seven years from now, he could be the guy. But um, Tyson also made a great point though, of, of what I just said with Hellebuck. It's his point. I don't want to steal it. Um, like we have this debate of the U S goaltending, like John Gibson wouldn't even be on it anymore. No. Um, just because of Demko, Hellebuck and, and Ottinger and Ottinger. But it's not a debate of those three. No. And it's like, you know, that's a great point. Because two, three years ago, it was who would be the starter. These would be the three guys. And now it's not even a debate. Like, it would be Connor Hellman. I think you look at the big six nations, and we're not sure if Russia's even going to participate. So by even mentioning Andre Vasilevsky, not even sure it would would even be the case. But you look at Russia. He's the starter. He's the guy that's going to be in net. Oh, no, maybe not. I would say Shosturkin. Especially in a couple of years. So I take that back. There would be a conversation about, the I think, the Russians, if they would participate at all. But Finland's going to be UC Soros. Sweden's going to be Linus Allmark. The States is going to be Connor Hellebuck. But I think when you, you know, Connor Hart, you know, you look at some of the names, Jordan Bennington, Tristan Jari, um, you know, uh, uh, you know. Like those are top 10 goalies in the National Hockey League, you know. Yeah, year, they are. Year to year. Like it's not like but Connor Hellebuck's the number top. one guy. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> We've been spoiled, folks. Anyways, uh, thanks, thanks. And to the point, like thanks, Henrik Lundqvist was by far the best goaltender for years. And when he went to international play, Sweden didn't do very well. Free for all Friday, 204-780-6868-204-780. Mike hanging on the line, very patient. Hey, Mike, how's it going? Good, thanks. Hey, what do you hey, want guys, to tell I love. Yeah, go I ahead. Love hearing, I love hearing Perfetti. I love hearing Perfetti because is there such a thing as the voice of a modern hockey player? We've we, we got Jamal Myers, who frankly was irrelevant in his career and hasn't played for decades. We've got you know John Tortorella talking about players don't know how to take a hit. Is, is there someone I would call a modern hockey player that can speak to what is the culture of the game today? What is acceptable? So, so I love hearing a, what I call a modern voice, uh, a voice of a modern hockey player. Okay. So that's what you see, Perfetti, when he comes out. He talks about uh, Ryan Hartman and the situation with him, uh, you know, on the tape, him admitting to what he was doing. You, you, think, you think that that's positive. It's a, it's a bright spot. This is a good thing where the league is going. Sure. He, yeah. he talked about when he was hit from behind, you know, look, I presented my numbers. He's telling us what the modern hockey player is told today and how they see the game and how it should be played. The only voices we have out there are Don Cherry lookalikes like Kevin Bieksa, Jamal Myers. Uh, I love Jennifer Botterill. She didn't play in the NHL. So, so yeah. therefore, there is a bit of a credibility gap. Tell me someone who represents the modern player. And I don't want to hear from Trevor Zegras or, or something about playing a video game from Mitch Warner. I want to hear from a hockey player. Okay. And that's what Perfetti is. Okay. All right. Thanks a lot for the call, Mike. Appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. 204-780-6868. 204-780-6868. Line is open for you guys if you want to text in. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that there's going to be, this is one of those issues where I think it depends on where you land on, on which side of the fence, right? Uh, are you, is there a conversation about Cole Perfetti sort of breaking the code and talking about uh, on ice stuff, which is sort of the direction that Ryan Hartman took things or, you know, or is, you know, Perfetti just, you know, telling it like it is. Um, 
Look, Perfetti's a very well-spoken young player. Yeah. Um, like when he does the post games and intermissions and he's all a, that. He's a smart he kid. He knows Real hockey. He can talk it and everything like that. I think what Mike's talking about is there's not another league that is as buttoned down as the National Hockey League. And for every time we put Paul Bissonnette on a on a TNT panel and he fights a mascot and entertaining and this, yeah, um, I, I like Brett Hedigan yesterday. I'll listen and talk hockey with a guy like that all day long, all day. He's the guy who had the comments about Wheeler and Shifley last year. Great comments. Yesterday he talked about he need they need to create a job. He would like to create a job for himself. That's the go between between the head coach and the GM. So that locker room stuff and how people are feeling because he understands ex- extensively what a GM's role is and what a coach's role is, and they're different during a season mm-hmm. and how, how fast a season is, game after game, and there's a disconnect there. That's the kind of stuff I love talking about. Mm-hmm. I love talking hockey with Paul Maurice. I love talking with Guy Boucher, John Cooper, the Tampa Bay Lightning. And when I say talk hockey, Cam, like these guys would come in, do their media, and then as the media would disperse – maybe they'll stay around and and ask you a certain thing about the city or where to get a steak. And then you say, do you have a few minutes? And you just talk hockey with them, the game, what their perspective is, what they think. There's so many well-spoken, smart players and coaches in this league. And you rarely hear from them because of all the, like the codes and the this and the that. So I was surprised, to be honest, Perfetti said what he said. But I also found it refreshing and I think it's okay. But there is also a fine line. And there's a fine line coming here, which which you I'm with Hartman to the extent of you do not want to hear everything that's said on the ice. Agree. And anybody who's ever played the game at any level will agree with this. Is Perfetti making himself out to be a target by talking? I, I think he is. He is. He definitely I think, is. I think there's 40, 30 to 40 percent of the league that's been in it for six or more years. That's like, what are you doing? Mm hmm. Yeah, I agree. There's, like, there's like what do you, Lord, you just leave it on the ice, man? And what I mean by that is, I, I did moose games in between the benches. There are things said on the ice that I'm surprised were said. And you know me, I think, <laughs> I think I've seen a, had a couple drinks, seen a couple things. Yeah. The the lengths to which guys will say things to each other surprised me. Mm-hmm. Not every day, not every game, but once in a while. Um, it's vicious. It really is at some points. So I can understand Hartman's like, well, if you're going to say this, then I could, you know, talk about what this guy said about this yeah, or, yeah. or, and I'm talking about like, like I'm from old school where you don't talk about family and you don't talk about your, the mothers. Yeah. There's not, there's not a fine line too much anymore in the national hockey league with stuff like that. 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868, free-for-all Friday. Joey says Hartman didn't follow the code with his, high, with his high stick, so why should Perfetti should have been done with one fight, never mind two? Here's what's lost in all of this with me, and I'm a bit old school. Why is nobody going after Brendan Dillon? Well, like I, when I say I'm old school, I'm from the air, and I wish it was back well, he again. If, that was the if thing. Jacob he, Truba hammers a guy coming over the blue line with his head down, there's not. I'm from the school of that. Doesn't have he, to be a fight. He, well, he fought the next. He fought the next shift. I'm from the school where the guy who got hammered goes to the bench, and his own teammate goes, "Dude, you got to keep your head up." That's the school I'm from. That's well, the part of hockey I like. I don't think you have to fight for hitting a guy anymore. No. I think when Morgan Geeky got kicked out of the World Juniors for that hit was absolutely a joke. Yeah. But 
we're evolving and and so whatever. But what I'm so I'm for stuff like that. Yeah. What I'm See, not but- what I'm not for stuff with is you hit our star, whether it was intentional or not, there's got to be retribution. Okay. But go after Dylan, you so, coward. That's where things. Why that's, are you going after? Like, could that's, you imagine? That's where it is, Jim. It's it's you go out. It's like, oh, you hit our star. We're going to go after the smallest guys what, on your team. That's what Jennifer Botterill's saying. Yeah. So if Seth Jones does something to a Jet player, is Connor Bedard's head got to be on a swivel now? What code is that? What rules are we on? No. If you want to go after Seth Jones, that I get. See, Come February 20th, Ryan Hartman should have to answer for this. Well, I agree. And, this and is, it should be by Brendan Dillon. I, listen, and the Winnipeg Jets, when Kirill Kaprasov is on the ice, play him tough because he's a good player. Nobody's saying you don't play the best players on that team tough. But if something happens, you don't go after, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, uh, it's ridiculous. It's, it's Lowry. See, and people didn't like the Lowry Maroon fight because it was staged and right off the top. Yeah. I don't, that's, I'm okay with that. Yeah. If you want to have a fight to get this garbage that's coming out of it, fair enough. I think if I'm Lowry, I would tell Maroon Hartman should answer for this. Yeah. That's what I would have told, but he he did what they did. I'm not, I'm not offended by what Lowry and Maroon did. It doesn't bother me. I don't care. I don't get up in arms and I don't go, what did this solve? What did this prove? We in the general public don't understand the codes of hockey. Because you're not in it, and you're not doing it. Agree. You can't sit in the stands and go, why are Lowry and Maroon fighting? It makes no sense to me. Because it makes no sense to you doesn't mean it's wrong. It makes sense to them, and they're the ones doing it. Mm -hmm. So if they believe in it, why does it bother me or anybody else? But I know a lot of people it bothers and stuff. But what I have a problem with is this. So now, there's a hit on Kaprizov from Dylan. So then... Adam Lowry and Maroon have to fight. And now Hartman goes after Perfetti. This is getting extended way too long. Well, if you have a problem with totally, Dylan, step up to Dylan. It's getting silly. It's the whole thing. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's gotten totally and that's silly. what Jen Botterill's saying, right? Like a Cole Perfetti should not have to worry about what Brendan Dylan did. There's there's stuff that And I agree with that. It's going back to Neil Pionk. Remember when he cross checked Eric Sinek? Yeah. We're, we're still we're still there. Yeah, in that situation that happened there with 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 the Wild and the Jets, way year a year and a half ago, we're still in that space. It hasn't the Jets and the Wild haven't left it yet. Yeah. Now, now, is that fun hockey? Again, like uh, look, are, are, we taking, are we taking are we taking the emotion out of the game by not wanting that? Because I'm telling you. You know how many people are hyped up for the last two games between the Jets and Minnesota? And it's not just here in Manitoba. It's in it's south of us too. They're they're ecstatic for that coming up, that yeah, game coming yeah. up. They got it circled here. And this is where we all get back to when we talk about NHL disciplinary committee and everything else. The <laughs> yeah. NA, you you're never gonna convince me the NHL is loving this. Yeah. Gary Bettman and Bill Daly and whoever else in the office in New York is sitting there going, This is gonna be a sold out game. They're probably debating about whether to put it on national TV You're or not. Absolutely right. I bet you Sportsnet's talking about taking over the national TV game for it. Yep. And it sells tickets. Well, they're also the league is also hoping, Jim, that these two teams meet in the playoffs some some point. And this, th- year. this is my other point. I'll go. We got a call. We'll yeah. get too quick here. But my other point. Go back to the playoff series between these two teams. Josh Morrissey tries to cross check or push Eric Stahl. Stick gets up, hits him in the face. He gets a game suspension. Mm-hmm. Did Nick Ehlers or Kyle Connor have to answer for that? No. Like, where are we today? Take it out on Dylan.
Russell's on the show, 204-780-6868. Hey, Russell, how you doing? Good, how are you? Doing good, doing good. What do you want to say? Well, I'm just, uh, just re- remarking on uh, how people are, uh, uh, that uh, the players are being rude and uh, can say whatever they want anymore because there is no, there's, uh, the fighting is being taken out of the, out of the league. And uh, people can't, aren't accountable for what they do and what they say, and that goes to the Hartman thing too. So, yeah. And like you said, it's going to be uh, an interesting next game, I think, uh, against uh, Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, you look, I mean, uh, Russell, you look at that, uh, what happened with Nick Cousins. And Jason Zucker just a couple of days ago here yeah. where Cousins isn't uh, dealt, you know, the discipline doesn't come down. He doesn't get suspended for egregious, dirty plays. And you have a guy like Zucker just saying, oh, that's enough. I've had enough of this guy. I'm going to take him out. Yeah, exactly. And uh, uh, they're leaving it to Peros. And uh, the, the, the policing on the ice is, uh, is, is trying to be taken out, which I don't think is right because some things that happen that Peros isn't dealing with properly it just goes uh you get your players like perfetti getting hurt over it i agree wholeheartedly and and this is the same thing tonight if dylan strome got two games for the neon kyle con ryan this, ryan strome sorry this would be a different game tonight yeah yeah and the nhl yeah. loses that right like the nhl goes like it's always it's always like um i don't know it's like the reverse of of innocent till proven guilty it's it's like <laughs> It, look, yeah. we're going to fine them, or this wasn't too bad, blah, blah, blah. They never think of the standpoint of what's the harm in giving this guy two-game suspension if it helps get these kind of hits out of the game and puts out a bit of the fire coming on. Or do they sit there and go, well, like there's no benefit to me the NHL can come up with. that. It's good that Kyle Connor took a knee-on-knee hit that was dirty and is now out for weeks. Well, the thing with me is I think that the NHL this year – And this is just based on what I saw in the preseason and early in the year and what they were suspending and what they were calling penalties on. I think the NHL heading into this season was trying to send a message to the players that you, you let us take care of this. They were calling a lot more. Players want the control. They were, they were calling more, they were, they were calling more instigator penalties to start the year. They were calling uh, other things that perhaps in past seasons they would have let go. Cause I think the NHL is trying to send the message that listen, let us take care of this. Let the referees and the officials take care of this, and you you guys keep playing and, and don't worry about that. Well, that fell. That's already fallen apart. It doesn't work. I don't care if there's never. It's any, too emotional of a game, Jim. I don't. There's too much stuff yeah, going on. I get I get labeled as a defender of fighting in the game. I'm not. I don't care if it's there or not. I just understand that to what our caller's saying yeah. is with it there. It's a there's a different game. I, I always hearken back. I've said this on the show before. Brian Little told me. He wants fighting in the game, even though he never does it, because he feels protected as a smaller player going into the corners. He said, if there's fighting taken out of the game, I will go into the corners much differently. I will change my game because of it. Thanks, Russell. we got to get Dean on the show. Appreciate the phone call. Uh, this one from Dean. Hey, Dean, how you doing? Very quickly, buddy. Okay, we only got guys. about uh, – I'll, I'll give you 20 seconds Good, here. Thanks. You say what you got to say, hey, and then – and then. Things, you know, I think the NHL to take up is when players – hurt another player and and again we can go back from Howard Chuck in the playoffs if that player gets hurt and he's taken out for so long in the game I believe the player that did the infraction should be out as long as the player's been out a couple of friends and I we talk about this all the time I think that would really get rid of that crazy stupid (laughs) infractions that they shouldn't be doing Um, we've we've been over this before but the problem comes um, Kyle Connor's out six weeks. 
And so then you nurse this injury to keep the other player out longer. Like if it's if you're trading an Axel Janssen Fialbi, no offense to him, he has a situation with Leon Dreisaitl. Like if Leon Dreisaitl takes out Axel Janssen Fialbi, like the neon knee, and he's out six weeks, and you got to play the Oilers in seven weeks, are you not saying Axel Janssen Fialbi still hurt? Well, I see your point, but I think. The, the, the get rid of like and again it would it'd be overviewed by the the NHL to say okay you know this was legitimate went out to hurt the person and they should be out as long as the player that's been injured out yeah um, I, I you would see those infractions stop immediately and and they would think twice before putting out a knee or cross check to the head or yeah any of those type of things. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah Dean Sora, I, I got to. If you really want to come down on it, I think that's the way to do it. Thanks so much for the call. I appreciate it. I'll give you the final word. 204 780 6868. We'll be right back. More Jets at noon. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. Well, Jets and Ducks tonight. Pre-game gets going at 630. Puck drop at 9 right here on 680 CJOB. Uh, Ducks coming off that horrendous loss to the Leafs. Um, where Lucas Dostal and Nat made 55 saves, um, losing in overtime, and that Incredible. one 2-1. Um, Ducks have lost five of their last six, so they're not coming into this game on any sort of heater. But in the Jets, in back-to-backs, uh, 2-0 so far, 4-1 uh, in a back-to-back situation, and have outscored their opponents 10-4 uh, in the second half. I mean, with a win against L.A., the game against uh, the Coyotes earlier this year. So, uh, Jets, so far, small sample size over two games, but they've been pretty dang good in, in the back half of back-to-backs. And I know it's back-to-backs, but Radko Gudis is out. Leo Carlson's out. Troy Terry's on IR. Ross Johnson's out. Ryan Strom is actually day-to-day. He didn't play last game. Okay, he's on the game. He was on the game logs when I received them today from okay, the Jets. Okay, so he did? He was on the game log. So he'll, he'll probably play. He, yeah, he might be still day-to-day, but he was on the game log. But forget all that. Yeah. This is a depleted lineup. I know it's back-to-back games. Those are tough. But I they need they can get a win here tonight. Yep, absolutely. Lauren Brassois in that, I'd imagine. He I think is. Rick Bonus yeah. said that at the end of the pro. He so is. Yeah. I think this is a big game. They can take over first in the National Hockey League, but more so they can extend their newly set record or franchise of 11 points and 11 straight. Big game tonight. Jim Toth will take you all the way till 3 o'clock. Thank you very much, Jeffrey Forte, for producing the show. That's it for me. Back to me, except that next week. Bye-bye. That made no sense at the end. It totally like made no sense. I heard it completely. I understood everything, okay. and I thank you for buying me lunch. That's uh, what you said, right? Yeah, yeah. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB.